What's up NBA fans, this is Clayton Hendricks with another episode of Hoops with Slim Shooter. The first round of the playoffs is nearing an end, but with, without, not without the, you know, a bit of suspense with two game sevens coming out of the Western Conference, um, which is definitely what I was hoping for. Um, what I, you know, kind of what I spoke about in the last episode. Um, but, you know, before we get into those two game seven situations, you know, we had a pretty dramatic series going on and, you know, no love lost series between the season team and the Clippers, you know, definitely with championship expectations on their mind, looking to take care of business against a really young Mavericks team who is out to prove themselves as up and coming team to be feared um, in the years to come. But um, when we last spoke about this, this Western Conference series between these two, it was all tied 2-2. And I did predict um, the Clips to get a game win five because the series was just going back and forth. Um, and, and, and that's exactly what happened. The Clippers ended up taking game five. Luka um, having a subpar game to to what we've been expecting from him in this series he only put up 22 points and while on the opposite side of the ball for the Clippers Kawhi and PG combined for uh, 67 points winning that game by an overwhelming 43 points um putting the Clippers up three three to two game six was a little bit more competitive uh with big games from both Luka and Kawhi getting back to what the series has shown us from the beginning um, making it basically a battle of, of the supporting cast to see who came down with the victory. Um, and ultimately, the Clips that came out with uh, on top with a, a 111-97 to victory to, to close out the series, four games to two. Um, LA will be facing, the Clippers will be facing the winners of the Game 7 matchup between the Nuggets and the Jazz. So um, definitely going to be looking forward to see who the Clippers get in round two, um, the Nuggets and the Jazz, whoever they get, it's going to be a great matchup and a lot of good basketball to watch. So um, now getting into both of those two game seven series um, on the schedule coming up, starting off with the Houston Rockets and the OKC Thunder. Um, I kind of, you know, foreshadowed this series um, in the last episode with Houston just railing off two in a row ending the series and with six games um especially with the added bonus of of russell westbrook coming back obviously with a little bit of limb you know limitations on him with minutes um dealing with the, that soreness in his quads but he was back for games five and six and i figured with that it would be even even easier for houston to come away just winning two in a row and finishing out that series but um, OKC is continuing to fight their way um, in, in getting victories. So Chris Paul is showing, to me, he's showing why he's a vet in this league. Um, putting some exceptional leadership skills on display. Uh, to, to, for him to have the ability to motivate these guys, these young guys in OKC, showing that, you know, his, you know, showing by example. Um, not only is he he's talking the talk, but he's walking it, and um, it's I, I really feel it's it's his play and his leadership that's elevating the play of the rest of the team, um, giving them the ability to stick in this series. 
Um, and when OKC plays well, it's definitely a total team play across the board. I mean, SGA right now is averaging 15.8 points per game. Gallinari, 16.8. Schroeder, 18.2. And Chris Paul, 21.7 points per game in this series. Um, they definitely need those four guys in particular to play well. To play very well games in, in in game seven if if they want a legitimate shot to take down Houston and get this upset, um, and it, and it's unfortunate that um, it's not the same on the other side of the ball. I mean, for OKC, they need all four of these guys, not just one or two of them, to really show out, but they need all four of those guys firing on all cylinders to get the job done. But I mean, obviously, because this series is, is is about offense, it's about guard play, and it's about who's coming out hitting on that particular night. Um, and and what, like I said, it, it doesn't play well for the Thunder, um, needing all four of those guys to hit. And on the other end, for Houston, if James Harden has an, a, a spectacular showing and gets that gets the job done for them, because of the the supporting cast that they have. In Houston, they all play well um, and well enough that if if Harden has a great game, then then that's enough to get them over the hump. And then you add in the added piece of Westbrook. If if he has a really good night, it's it, I, they just have no shot in getting it done. Um, and, and I th- I'm I'm picking Houston to just close out this series, Game Seven, and I feel like Westbrook and Harden are going to combine for at least 60 points or more they're both going to play very well and i think uh houston's going to get it done um, i i hope that all four of these guys for for okc come out hitting make this a really close competitive game seven and um hopefully prove me wrong and get the upset and move on to round two so we'll see how that one goes down um game seven for the nuggets and the jazz Man, I said before this series um, even started that both teams very evenly matched, both, you know, playing great basketball. And, um, you know, this this uh, in the in the last episode, I said if any team was going to come back from a three one deficit, it was going to be the Denver Nuggets. Um, And they're showing that they're showing why they're a great team um, with the superstar capabilities that they have i mean um, both teams are playing great and the confidence that we're seeing from both donovan mitchell averaging 38.7 points per game and jamal murray on the other hand averaging 34 points per game um, their their confidence is off the charts right now Um, both players boasting two 50 point games in this series um, is ridiculous i mean before these two did it we only had two in the whole history of the NBA to ever do it and and Jordan and Iverson and to have two people on opposite teams in the same series do it it it's just really really incredible so um I would lean to say that whichever one of these superstars plays better their team is most likely going to come out on top um can Mitchell you know and and really uh, a cool thing that I would love to see is can Mitchell or Murray push their team into the second round and become the first ever player to put up three 50 point games in a single playoff series. That's definitely be a record that I would love to see be broken. 
um, and in a game seven would make it even that much better. Um, I'm leaning to take the Jazz in this game seven because of the fact that um, although Jamal Murray is an incredible player, playing really great, I feel like um, it's, it's Mitchell's due time to play a little bit better. Um, and it takes a great amount of intensity and effort and, and just like the, the wear that it puts on you playing at such a high level night in and night out. And I think Jamal Murray playing very well the last couple of games, um, getting Denver back into this, winning two in a row. Um, I feel like it's Mitchell's turn and him along with Conley. I mean, Conley's played up over 21 points a game in this series as well. And uh, I, I think Mitchell's gonna have a great, great game and um, push the Jazz just slightly over the, the Nuggets. And I, and I know I picked the Nuggets to pull this one out um, when before the playoffs, right when the playoffs started. Um, but at this point, you know, I'm gonna lean towards the, you know, Mitchell getting it done having him him having a little bit more experience than Jamal um, at this high level of play I think I think Jamal Murray is just you know at this season uh, and last season kind of having a breakout last season in this in, in this particular time in the bubble um, finding himself finding out what he can do his capabilities on the offensive side of the ball um, I, I think Mitchell has kind of been more proven. And uh, he's going to wheel his team to victory. So it's going to be two really great game sevens. I can't wait to watch them. Um, but we have a couple of second round matchups already have begun in the Eastern Conference. We got Miami Heat versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, one game into the series. It definitely looks as predicted. I mean, this series can be one to remember if Jimmy Butler can rise to the occasion, up his level of play. Um, to match or go beyond the play of his opponent Giannis, um, along this, you know, alongside the great effort from his bench, the the Heat they truly have a shot to make it past the Bucks and into the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and this is, you know, that's exactly what happened in Game One. Butler shined, putting up a forty piece. Um, but the bigger story to me is the lack of play from Bucks star Giannis. I mean. He only put up 18 points and went four of 12 from the free throw line, and that that kind of that kind of play is just not going to cut it. Um, I mean, both teams have exceptional benches and exceptional supporting casts alongside these superstars in the starting lineup. Um, I mean, Middleton and Lopez had incredible game ones, and if Giannis would have just played. And, and been at his normal self, he could have pushed them um, over the hump and got them to that victory in game one, or it would have just been closer, you know? So uh, I think that the Heat looked, they, they looked focused. They had a great game plan um, and their execution was there. It paid off in this game one. And um, the Heat winning by 11 points shows that, you know, Giannis, has to play at a high level because it wasn't a one point, you know, two point last second victory for um, the Heat. You know, they they had this game in 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 control 
and they won by 11 points. And so I see this series could be one that can it can come down to, like I said from the beginning, Butler has to rise up to the occasion, play incredible basketball, will his team to victory along with his bench. And um, But if Lopez, Middleton play as good as they did in game one, along with Giannis definitely going to he's definitely going to show out better than he did in this game. He's played well the entire playoffs. Um, and I, I see this as just a, um, you know, an off game for him, especially from the free throw line. He's got to stay focused. I mean, his coach, um, saying that he just has to stick to his routine, stick with it, be confident, come up to the stripe and put him in. Um, I don't see him going for for 12 again. I don't see him even putting up anything less than 20 a game for the rest of the series. Um, and um, still going to stick with Milwaukee to get it to get this done at the end of the day. But uh, Miami can make it interesting, especially if Jimmy Butler can can keep up this level of play. So it's going to be fun to watch. Um, on the other side of the conference, we got Boston versus Toronto. Um, this series could be quick. Uh, I mean, if Nick Nurse, coach of the year for Toronto, can't figure out some sort of game plan to disrupt what Boston is doing um, and has been doing to Toronto this entire season and definitely most recently in the bubble, um, they've played two matchups so far um, in Orlando. And uh, the Celtics have won by a combined 40 points and haven't trailed a single second in either one of these games. Um, putting Boston's record over Toronto for this season four games to one. So clearly, uh, Boston has the edge over Toronto. And right now with, with Tatum and Smart and Walker in game one combining for 60 points, they have multiple ways to attack the Raptors. Um, and it's going to be tough for for them to figure that out. Obviously, not being able to to figure that out through five games. You know what I mean? So um, I'd like to see some changes made uh, for game two to make it a more competitive matchup. And, and I feel like game two is really going to say a lot about this series for me to tell me exactly what I think is going to happen. Um, You've got to expect something from Nick Nurse and his coaching staff to come up with, with some sort of way to disrupt these guys and their offensive flow and get his guys to be more assertive. Um, I think Kyle Lowry needs to be more on the attack. I mean, in game one, he shot over 40% from the field. Um, he's got to take more shots. He's got to be more aggressive and, and be the leader of that team. I know Van Vliet has been playing well. Um, for them in the last series you know he was kind of the guy but um, Kyle Lowry is the one that's going to take them to a championship if they you know if that's what they want and he's going to be the guy to do it it's not going to be Van Bleet and and so he needs to be aggressive he needs to be on the push and put up some shots man I mean 40 percent from the field is great like put up the shots um, and, and get some more buckets for your team be on the aggressive um, Van Vliet shot terrible in game one he was 18 percent from the field and um you know he needs to pay, play significantly better um alongside of kyle lowry 
if they want to get back into the mix of things and try to figure out what Boston, you know, is doing to them and has been doing to them all season. So this series, keep a keep an eye on game two. If Boston comes out and takes care of business again, this could be a sweep um, because I think they may just have Toronto figured out. So um, two, you know, two really exciting game sevens to determine who both the Lakers and the Clippers are going to wait for the second round matchups and the Eastern Conference just pushing along in the second round with a lot of great basketball. Um, loving the NBA playoffs right now. Um, continue to stay tuned with me hoops with slim shooter for the latest updates from every series around the nba um and we're going to continue to get at it so i hope everyone has a great rest of the week god bless